1: Welcome to the Liberate Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Trista Deadman, and in this space, we share our stories of self-becoming and the beautiful ideas we have for cultivating personal sovereignty in transitional times. We discuss all matters of metaphysical practices and spiritual self-inquiry, so hopefully you can be inspired and take what resonates with you on your own path. This podcast is supported by a group of benevolent beings through Patreon. If you are interested in becoming a patron, I have an exciting announcement I've been waiting to share with you. All new patrons who pledge $20 a month by February 28th will receive a complimentary 30-minute astrology reading with me. I'm really excited to welcome you into the fold in this way because patrons on the $20 tier already receive a monthly transit reading from me via email, so this is a great way to take a look at your inner world through the archetypal language of astrology, then receive a check-in from me every month that you remain a patron. Again, this offer is valid through the rest of February, so to find out more about the benefits of becoming a patron, visit patreon.com/liberateyourself. Okay, now with business out of the way, I'm so delighted to introduce you to Brie von Zetfen. Brie is a former ballet dancer turned spiritual yogi, and her appreciation for life is infectious. We get into her own spiritual journey, the benefits of moving beyond just physicality and aligning with spirit, and how we can let go of control to allow our lives to unfold. It brings me great joy to share her wisdom with you, so let's get to it. This morning, I felt such joy knowing I was going to be speaking with you, because because you've been inspiring me so much as I've been following your journey through social media, because we used to know each other before yes. um, in a previous life in Brooklyn, New York, when we were both trying to... I don't even know what we were trying to do, like... <laughs> be the be the fashion cool kids or something or yeah or, i think you described it really well in a post once and i was like yeah that's that's what we were trying to do but it just didn't feel right so mm-hmm. since then we've each kind of gone our own way but like um gone down a path coming back to our own spirituality and what i find really inspiring is that you were a ballet dancer before and so your journey is actually from ballet dancer to I don't know, I would say spiritual yogi. Is that a good title? Perfect, (laughs) perfect. It's perfect. Um, So if you want to start out and just sort of introduce yourself and like what you're working on now, but also how you got there and what that journey has been like, that's a big open question and feel free to just go on about
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I would say where I'm at now is just, I've become such a student of life, for lack of better words, Um, just because before I was trying to kind of imprint my impression on what I thought my life should be or could be for the longest time, that was what all growing up was, and every kind of myriad of things I've been through has been is me trying to force something to happen over and over again, and that just wasn't working. But with ballet, it kind of... I. It started out the uh, basically. I, I, I was dancing when I was little, and I was. I gave it this form, which was ballet, but I actually really loved free form movement. Like it really was the free form movement and kind of the formless that I loved that gave me joy that I felt connected to source or I felt connected to spirit.
1: Like an but intuitive I, kind of movement, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, I think that structure is so important. So ballet really gave me the discipline to be able to figure out that I can find discipline and structure and freedom within that. But I got too caught up. And I think that sometimes we can like really just get caught up in the form of everything or the structure, the schedule of everything and how things need to be. And um, after a little while of doing that, my body started to just react poorly. Like I started to get injuries and all of this stuff because I was forcing, there was so much forcing mentally and physically just to be something specific. And I had kind of pigeonholed myself into that, you know? So um, after that, I just decided to take a break and do nothing (laughs) with my body. And that's like around the time that I met you, I wasn't really practicing too much Um, I kind of was like, I can be anything I want to be. So I'll be this other thing. And it needed to find another pigeonhole. (laughs) Yeah. It needed to find another thing. So that's where I started to kind of channel my energy. But I noticed that whenever we're not kind of going in a path that aligns with our truth, things just start to fall by the wayside. Our health and how we're treating ourselves and just like our mental mental health or mental state of being I had no connection to what I felt like was that little girl free form movement joy none of that was there and uh because I wasn't paying attention to my heart and other things that were guiding me I just kind of took on all these negative habits you know Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, just
0: you know just playing around with drugs and all these things and not eating, not eating rights, not treating my body healthy, all of this stuff that came along with it, just because I was straying so far from where my my heart was, at least I, I know felt. what you
1: mean. Yeah. And yeah. life does have a way of like getting us better, at least giving us the signals to like get back on track, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, if it doesn't, if you don't listen, it'll just call out harder. You know, mm-hmm. something happens to let you know even more, like something's going on, you need to pay attention, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that's what pain and sensation and all of that stuff is. It's just a call to pay attention, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. So yeah, tell me how you, I don't even know if you've shared this, but what first got you into yoga and what, how did that journey start?
0: Yeah. So when I was dancing, when I was like 14, I think (laughs) really young, my mom practices Bikram yoga every day. Oh, okay. So I went to random class with her and I could do every pose because I was flexible and a dancer. And so I was like, this is easy. I don't understand this. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I quit dancing and I had this period of time in New York where I wasn't moving my body at all. And I was really unhappy and I felt really physically stagnant and just like a lot of stuck energy on a physical level. And so I was walking in Williamsburg one day and I saw that they needed um, a work, they had a work study program for the Speakroom studio. Mm. And since there was some kind of familiarity with it, because I had gone to class with my mom, I felt, I guess, safe enough or comfortable enough to be like, okay, I'm going to do that and continue to move my body and start to explore that. But that kind of just led me to practicing every day. And I was like... (laughs) I would practice before I would come to work and I would be like sweaty when I came into work, at,
1: <laughs> wow. you know, the
0: boutique or, uh, when I was working at reformation and I would just be like, I have to do this practice. This is the only thing that's grounding me and giving me, um, any sort of clarity, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once you find anything that's doing that, it's like, you have to stick with it because that's the thing that's going to lead you to find clarity everywhere mm-hmm. else, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was, um, yeah, I was just practicing every day. And then after a while, I was still not doing great, but I felt like a bit more on solid ground. And then I saw that there was this teacher training coming up, but it was actually a vinyasa teacher training. I had never practiced vinyasa, Mm, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to go do a Bikram training because I had heard not so nice things about Bikram.
1: Oh, I see. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, so I signed up for it, never having taken a vinyasa class, but just for some reason, and I think it was just spirit calling me, like, you need to, you need to do this, this, this will be the thing, and it was the most interesting thing, because I had no intention of teaching at all, I um, just wanted to learn more about something that was giving me so much, you know, I felt like, oh, a call to learn, a call to gain information, any information I could, and I had trouble even talking through one thing when I first tried to articulate myself, it was so hard. Um, just because I wasn't used to using my voice, you know, Uh dance is such a physical expression. And the thing I got, I think, attached to with it was, oh, I can use my body to speak. Like, I don't need to have Uh, to speak with my voice at all.
1: Almost like a crutch in a way. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a harsh term, but in a way, yeah. It's, um, I'm sure using your physical body is almost like we find these distractions or these ways to like not do what we're, you know, uh, what's really aligned with us. I did the same thing. Like, you know, I was supposed to be speaking and sharing and helping others share this whole time, but for whatever reason I was hiding in these other avenues that weren't working, you know, same mm-hmm. thing. Um, what was that? Can you explain real quickly for those who don't know, what is kind of the difference between Bikram and Vinyasa yoga? Like what what were you more uh, drawn to with Vinyasa?
0: Yeah. So Bikram, well, if you've never taken a Bikram yoga class, it's basically you're in front of a mirror the whole time. There's no music. It's less of like a flow for lack of better words. You're not moving breath to movement. You hold postures for a longer period of time. And um, it's more for like Spinal strengthening. And also, it's very much you yourself in front of a mirror looking at yourself for half the class. And vinyasa is more of like a flow based movement. So it's less rigid, for lack of better words. (laughs) I
1: agree. Yeah.
0: So I think the difference between that on my end was just Bikram. I felt like I was just going from one form of rigidity to finding that again.
1: Yes. I was was going to say, it sounds like ballet. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which initially was comforting, you know, to have a form that I was like, okay, this feels like a structure, but you know, if you're, you're gripping onto something so tightly, it's not, it's not going to sustain you. You can't, you can't live like that. That reflects in how you're living too, you know? Mm -hmm. So vinyasa was so freeing for me because it was like the free form movement that I found when I was a child, you know, it felt like more of a natural expression of what I was, at least for me. I mean, some people need structure, but I needed to be fluid.
1: (laughs) I agree with you. Yeah, I I like to practice vinyasa as well, like an intuitive form of vinyasa. And it does. It helps you be in the flow of life, like be in the flow of spirit, so to speak. And it, yeah, yeah, it feels really nice. Okay, I just wanted to get that out of the way so we kind of understood, you know, what was going on with your... Your decision making or why it felt, (laughs) you know, better. So you um, began uh, doing vinyasa yoga and working with this studio and...
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was a long road to teaching just because I was so afraid to speak up for myself. So um, I made a few friends and they really... I could not have done it without them, their support to, I mean, we need support. We just need support and encouragement all the time to be able to be, be all that we can be, you know, when we have that, we're lifted up to where we can be our potential and other people are too, you know, so Mm -hmm. I finally felt like I could speak. And initially it was just around my couple of friends being able to talk through these series of posts, you know, and, um, that kind of just led me to start to teach. And initially, it was so hard every time I felt like I was going to have a panic attack, or I would actually have a panic attack before I would teach just because there was so much blocking that there was so much uh, restriction. So every time it felt like I was a warrior. <laughs> Every yeah. time I had to be a warrior and be like, "You need to put your fears aside if you want to evolve. If you want to move past this, you know."
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: wanted to be able to share eventually my truth, but in order to do that, I couldn't even talk through a shape. You know, initially I couldn't even do structure with speaking. So, mm. yeah. So then I just started to eventually get more comfortable with it, um, and. It's been years. I mean, it's been like four years and I finally feel like I'm at the place where I'm I'm talking more about the physical form and practice than I ever have. And it's kind of translated into me talking more about spirit and being in line with truth and all of that stuff and being able to be open to discussing that within the context of using the body, you know, yeah. and how that connects. So, but initially it's just like, get yourself in the room and get through the class. You're okay. You know, I used to always say to myself, like, you're okay. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Did you do any, um, I'm curious, did you do any like chakra work like with your throat chakra before? Um, or did that come up intuitively for you? It did for me. I think like there had to be a lot of work beforehand, um, to, and it was the same exact thing. It was like, I was like my root chakra and my throat chakra needed to be connected. Like I literally didn't feel like I was going to be safe if I spoke my truth, if I was really open and shared, you know, what I see to be true or, you know, et cetera. So is that something that came up for you? Your chakra.
0: it never came up. I didn't think about it too much other than I knew that it was something I had to do. I mean, the hardest things in a place where we feel more restricted is always the direction we need to go in. It's yeah. just a matter of how long or it takes to connect those dots and choose to do that, you know? Right. But, um, I was just curious. I, yeah. But, you know, the funny part is, is I did whenever I would sit with myself and close my eyes and I wouldn't call it meditation, what I was doing back then, but it was just sitting with myself um, I would always see the color blue, which is mm. for the throat. So blue resonates with that. So now that I think about it, I'm like, well, maybe that was a calling of that as well. But at the mm-hmm. time, it didn't connect that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's really cool, though. Yeah, so I, I think what's really special about what you're doing, and and I feel like where I'm seeing your work going and your sharing going, is really important because you do integrate the, the physical side of spirituality and how our physical body can be an instrument, right? Um, an instrument for, for higher knowing for understanding. And I mean, I feel like that's what yoga is in general. Um, but a lot of times like we in modern times yoga can be presented as like just a way to lose weight or a way to look good and like kind of still stay in that physical representation of of form
0: yeah
1: do you agree with that like do do you kind of see it as how do you see the spiritual physical connection with with yoga
0: um I think it's form to find the formless I mean I think it's it's we're not at the level of body but we are at the same time it's it's we're in a physical form so we have to be able to navigate it and we have Mm -hmm. to be able to find space in it because we live in our bodies and if we can't actually be in the world in our bodies then we're not grounded with how we're moving through the world like we can't make things uh, we can't make decisions and things that come from a place of clarity or truth because we're not actually in our form in a full yeah. embodied form kind of way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but on another level, we we find this form so that we can go beyond it. So we're still grounded in our bodies, but then we realize that we're much more than a body, which is such a beautiful thing because then you realize that you're not the one Trying to control everything. At least that was my biggest realization. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to control or manipulate thing, like things. Life is just like flowing. And I can either choose to put myself in the flow with it on a physical and spiritual level, or I can resist it. But when I resist it, there's a whole slew of problems and things that start to come up that say, pay attention, you're not in the flow, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that yoga in its purest form brings us directly into our body so that we can go beyond it. But if we get too attached to the physical body and then we start to be like, well, this is the only thing we got to conquer. Then the body starts to eventually have problems. I mean, it doesn't work out if we're overworking it.
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: Then we start to get depleted. And so always finding equanimity in the body. And I think in, the truest form that's what yoga does is help us find that in the body which eventually leads to us finding it in the mind and aligning aligning
1: with spirit mm-hmm. that was yeah. a lot but <laughs> no that's exactly what I want I want you to go on and on <laughs> yeah. that's kind of my uh one of my secrets is I like to get people that can go on and on so I don't have to talk a lot <laughs>
0: But again, (laughs) that's that's kind of like me
1: evading what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, do you? I feel like what we're butting up against these days. I mean, things are changing really rapidly. It's you know you can't even like deny it at this point. And I think part of that has to do is we've spent so long being very physically focused as a as a society, very focused on our you know, I, our earthly identity and our physical form, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And I mean, that's what I love about, about yoga. Cause I do yoga every morning and it's like one of my, like, I have to do it. I can't not do it at this point because it does help to ground. But I think when we say ground, sometimes people think that in spiritual circles, may think that that means that you're still not connected or that you you will be too much in the physical here and you won't be, you know, aligned with spirit or whatever. but i I agree with what you're saying. it it brings the two worlds together really well, the the whatever you want to call it, the physical self and the higher self. Um, I think it it really attunes you are this vessel to be like a conduit for what our work really is and what our aligned work really is. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like it brought you to this place of really knowing yourself better?
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still feel like I don't completely know myself. I mean, that's like the whole journey. I feel like Every day I learn something new, you know? Every day I'm like, oh, you really didn't know that about yourself. (laughs) That (laughs) happens every moment. Um,
1: And it's like, duh. (laughs) Like, duh moments
0: every time. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, once you recognize something as a truth, you can't unknow it. And then you just start to see things that reveal truth every day. Like, if you're seeking it out, it's gonna reveal itself to you pretty much every second and you'll know. (laughs) Um, But I feel like, yeah, it's, I think that the asana practice specifically has brought me into harmony with my body. I mean, I would say I'm a testament to that just because I was going from like a go, go, go Bikram kind of like must do the posture, all of that stuff. And now, these days, I take it very light in my practice. I barely, like, I just need a little bit of movement, and then my energy's flowing in my body. I feel good. I feel buoyant. I feel light, and then I feel fine, you know, Mm -hmm. and that might be the opposite for someone else. I've seen it with students, you know, where someone starts out feeling very lazy and kind of dense, and they don't want to move, and their practice takes on a lot of vigor and a lot of strength, you know, so, we notice through the, the asana, through the vehicle of yoga, where we need to harmonize, where we need to align ourselves. So for me, it's definitely helped me get to know myself on a physical level, but also know that that's not the end goal. I mean, for me, I thought I was going to be teaching, either doing ballet or teaching yoga for the rest of my life, and that would be it, you know, and now it's just a journey and I'm along for the ride, you know but yeah. I'm not trying to define it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's, I know I wanted to ask you about it, but without, can you talk about it without defining it? Like, what have you been feeling lately? Like open, yeah. open floor, open mic. What, <laughs> what's happening? What's flowing through Brie right now?
0: I don't know. It's just kind of, it's a stepping out of your own way in a way. It's just allowing to be able to sit with yourself. I think that that's the thing. To be able to sit with yourself and love yourself, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like taken me up to here and I'm still learning it, you know, Mm -hmm. but to be able to sit with yourself and love yourself makes you be able to accept and step back and be able to allow the universe to move through you and work through you without you needing to control. I think a lot of the time control comes from needing to prove something to yourself
1: and when you love
0: yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thinking that you need to prove something and you don't like we're just here. It's just the, the simple fact that we exist is, is the proof that, you know, we're supposed to be doing what brings us joy and what makes us happy and what feels really good. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think that the main thing, especially in the past year, year and a half has just been being able to sit with myself and like who I am. Mm hmm. And like who I am and accept who I am in the moment, flaws and all. And once that happens, immediately it feels like a doorway opens up. I can breathe with myself. And every time that happens, I come out of either meditation or sitting with myself with an idea or direction.
1: Yes. Without
0: a doubt. I agree. Every time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if, I, if I'm too clouded with my perception of what I need to be, who I need to be. Mm-hmm. Then then I come out of that feeling, you know, oh, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and trying to figure it out. Trying to figure yeah, it out. exactly. And trying yeah. to
0: imprint something on something that's already flowing naturally, you know. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, it takes time. Initially just sitting with all the stuff that's getting in the way. Like it's not like you sit with yourself and immediately you can go, I like myself. I love myself. You have yeah. to do that over and over again. And see all this stuff and the reasons and the ways that you doubt yourself and don't love yourself and all of this stuff. And that brought um, up a lot for me. That was the like half a year of me just crying every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Like unraveling those knots, I think that's, that's always been a metaphor that works for me. Like we're kind of bound up in these ways, or we, you know, created these patterns and these knots within us and really sitting with yourself. And I mean, I'm a big fan of like doing shadow work and kind of going back to the, the root of things or the Genesis of where a behavior started, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think sitting with ourselves and really questioning our thoughts questioning where it may not be, that not may not be comfortable for everyone, but I don't know, I question everything. So it seems to work for me, but especially when I'm like running this cycle or this pattern, the same story that's been going on and on and on, like really stepping back, like you said, like really stepping back and looking at that and observing and inquiring, like, where did that even come from? Is this even me? And a lot of times the answer is no, like it, it it comes from, you know, our childhood when we were like building ourselves essentially based on what people around us were, um, prescribing for us, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's similar to what you've been through as well, like in your self inquiry.
0: Yeah. I mean, a question I've always asked myself, especially since I quit ballet, was like, because ballet was like my identity. So after I quit that, I was like, who am I? That's yeah. always the question. Who am I?
1: Yeah. You know, that's I can't. A good one. I can't
0: be this passing thought. I can't be this one thing. You know, I'm a multitude. I'm. I'm. I could be exponential. I could be anything in any moment. You know. So, mm-hmm. I always sit with that. Who am I? You know, and thoughts are. Thoughts are so powerful, their energy, you know, so they often, you know, what we think about gains momentum and eventually it becomes our reality. So mm-hmm. sitting with it, like you said, is such a beautiful thing and being able to ask even who's thinking this thought, who's, yeah. who am I behind this thought?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do I want to continue this vibration? Do I want this t- thought to magnify?
1: And Mm -hmm. a lot of
0: the time for me, the thoughts that are out there, I'm like, no, I don't. I do not.
1: Yeah. um, This hasn't got me anywhere. Yeah. This isn't doing any good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So seeing that for what it is takes such courage, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But
0: it's worthy. It's a worthy task. Yeah. Sitting with yourself and asking any one of those questions or even just questioning, questioning the questions, questioning everything, you know?
1: Yeah. And you're even, you're right smack in the middle of your Saturn return, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Saturn. And I mean, as much as you talk about physicality, it makes a lot of sense because Saturn and Capricorn is definitely like form, like mm-hmm. crystallized physical form and discipline of the physical self, etc. cetera. So it's really beautiful that your i feel like the lessons that you've been giving to yourself and that what's been given to you is kind of going through that you know lens um but yeah how's it how's it been so far if you want to share any of that because there's lots of yeah. people as a whole yeah. you know generations going through it right now
0: <laughs> yeah um well i think the form That makes sense. But I feel like I learned that lesson earlier on, like that would be like my first awakening was learning after ballet going beyond form. And I feel like what this is bringing up for me is trying to get beyond my mind a bit because I'm very much in my head a lot of the time or have been and that's what I've been working through. So all the challenges and everything that, all the tension in my head, that's really what's been coming up nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> during my mm-hmm. So that's kind of been the thing unraveling. Um, and it's always a choice. It's a gift that it's coming up, but it's a choice whether to look at it or not, you know, yeah. and I feel like that's, that's the main thing is being brave enough to be able to see all the things that are coming up and being able to to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with them. I'm gonna be kind to myself and I'm gonna deal with them. You know, Whether it's, for me, it's brought up like issues with family, it's brought up a lot of anxiety, it's brought up a lot of residual mental tension that I've built up around certain people or places or things. Um, so all of that is coming to the surface, all of the stagnant dormant stuff is coming to the surface. And I think we just need to see it as an opportunity it has to be just this beautiful opportunity to be able to see all of that and think of it as, wow, I can really magnify my potential and my capacity in this moment by mm-hmm. learning this lesson, learning why this is coming up.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's beautiful. What would you tell at this point? What would you tell younger Brie? I what love would... you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love you. That's it. I love you. You're doing great. That's all.
1: <laughs> yeah. We need to can... hear that so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're doing great. Like, you're doing great. You're the. Everything only one is that's fine. Saying... Yeah, exactly. You're the only ones that's saying you're doing bad, you know? So you're doing great.
1: Yeah. I think we've had that in common. We can be really, really hard on ourselves. Like, yeah. super super hard on ourselves like thinking that thinking that discipline is everything yeah i don't know that's that's kind of how how i felt a lot it's probably like capricorn moon stuff but like thinking that through discipline and through hard work that's when i'll get the love or that's when i'll get the reward or whatever yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of yeah and i'm the same as you i'm very very in my head very mental and I think that that's what a lot of my path has been about as well is, is just, it sounds cliche, but literally just letting go, like just, and there's so many different facets of letting go mm-hmm. and it feels different every time. And a lot of times I'm like, when I'm doing my internal work and I'm like, Oh yeah, let it go. <laughs> like yeah. it, again, it's like such a duh thing, but yeah. it, it, like I said, it's so multifaceted and, 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 is appropriate in so many different kinds of ways and it, it just always seems to be the answer to let go and just let it flow because yeah. we're not we're not in control like yeah f- physical identity like we're not in control Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember that being a revelation is just knowing that it was like a relief oh I'm not in con- it's not all up to me yeah you know? Yeah.
0: And, and it's also putting yourself, I mean, when you put yourself in that place and you surrender and you let go, there's so much more that you're allowing. There's so mm-hmm. much more space, you know, even, even just a little bit, choosing to let go of one thing, creating this small little bit of space. You notice that you're available more to life. You're available more to the people that are in front of you and the experiences that are happening in front of you, you know, otherwise it was just me planning my whole life every moment. <laughs> I know. Even when I was with people, it'd just be me like, what do I have to do next? What is. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going next?
1: <laughs> Without taking like your surroundings or anything into yeah. account. I know. I know. Yeah. It's been really, yeah, it's been really beautiful. Like just, uh, like I said, a, just a relief to let yeah. things like that go. And do you, do you find like shedding, shedding identity? Cause I feel like what you were talking about with, um, you know, be- being a ballet dancer was a, was part like your identity. And then you, you were trying to, you know, put impose like something onto what was already there. Like you said, it, I feel like that mechanism is kind of trained into us as well to like pick and choose from a menu essentially, like an identities. Yeah. And maybe there's like a mixture of them or whatever. But um I feel like that's something that definitely needs to be transcended as well. Like yeah. not thinking that you have to be this may be controversial and I don't care. That's what this show's for. Um but I you you I feel like I really see that out in the world a lot right now with the extreme polarization and because we are really, really pushed to just pick and choose. okay, there's this identity, this is what you are, and this is what you believe and this is how you talk and this these are the things that you spread. Um, but I feel like really being objective and stepping back and and like I said, just letting letting even that go, letting the idea of identity go um, continuously. Mm-hmm. Like you, like yeah. you said, I really like how you said that gives us that space to really know ourselves Yeah, and to really allow things to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we're filled up with so many ideas about ourselves, you know, what, what kind of space does that lead us to learn, you know, to learn, to evolve, to grow, you know, if we're filled up with all these ideas, cause then we just end up getting to attach to them. Mm-hmm. I am this, so I can't be this, is the underlying thing. Or I am this, and this is where I'm at. And then everything becomes a defining figure rather than just allowing it to be this evolving thing. You know, I'm different than I was yesterday. I'm different than I was the previous moment. And thank goodness, I want to evolve. I want to grow, you know? I want mm-hmm. to keep moving and evolving. So I think, yeah, I yeah, I, I think it should just always evolve and change. And I won't be, if, if no one showed up to my classes for yoga, I would just stop teaching yoga. And I would say, what is spirit calling me to do next? I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mourn for that because to define myself by that, just that is so limiting,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a, Mm -hmm.
0: I'm a sister, I'm a wife, i am am a, (laughs) I'm a,
1: I'm a yeah. mother to
0: a dog, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like all these things, like if I define myself by any one of those things completely and solely, or I limit myself to that, then what chance does that give me to find what I'm
1: potentially able to be, mm-hmm. you know? um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, beyond yoga teacher... What have you been um, interested in lately or or what fills your, you know, fills your life and inspires you?
0: Yeah, so I've been working with um, a new teacher that I actually met because she was coming to 6 a 6 a.m. Bikram yoga class for like <laughs> a year. She was coming and I was like, this woman is amazing. And she was singing in the shower. She was just like, had the best energy. And I was like, OK, I don't even care about doing any cool yoga asana shapes anymore. I don't care about anything, but I want to elevate my spirit and be connected to faith or find my connection or feel like I'm in trust in faith. And um, this woman kind of embodied that without needing to say anything. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So I was drawn to her energy and um, she started just talking to me. And then I realized I was like, oh, she's a spiritual teacher. I don't know if she would label herself as that, but that's the closest thing to That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I started doing work with her, and um, I started being part of her group, which is called Journey to Worthy. She's an amazing teacher, and she has a group that she leads retreats with and workshops with in L.A., and um, it was just it was such an amazing thing because it was the first time I felt like I belonged in a place where everyone was just completely at ease with who they were, but also evolving, like you were saying. And uh, just all different age groups, all different ethnicities, everything that you could imagine. And I found myself in the middle of it feeling like I just, I've never felt more like I belonged, you know?
1: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, someone that's able to speak and articulate and have everyone hear the message, you know, I mean, that's where I would like to be, you know, that's where I would like to go is to be able to hold workshops and retreats or whatever form it may take doesn't matter, but to be able to speak and help others and also bring together a community in the way that she does in a way that everyone feels at home and at peace and feels like they're helping one another.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: we don't often have that these days. It's really no. hard to come by. It
1: yeah. is. I was just it's- talking with my boyfriend about that because it seems like that is an interesting point. Community. Like I think community is is changing as well. Cause I feel like it's I don't know, I don't know about you. Tell me. I'm, you know, quite introverted for the most yeah. part. Not that I like to label things, of course I like to have fun and everything, but when I've tried to find community and connection like that in the past, I I just, I would have the hardest time because I feel like a community, like a group of people would be gathering for like one thing that was, you know, they may have in common, but then the rest was kind of disparate or whatever, like. On that, and then a lot of times, like spiritual community, as we know, can be a trap as well, like in many (laughs) different ways. So, uh, I'm really, I'm really happy and grateful that you've found that, and hopefully, that's that's starting to to evolve and change as well. Because we do, we need it. I feel like when we need it and we're calling for it, it's going to come in. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's true. But also, it's just hearing and feeling for when people speak to your heart and when people are beyond, for lack of better word, these, these surface-level things, you know? And when, when I get to my truth and I speak to you my truth, that enables you to do the same, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: if you're in a community where that's, that's cherished and uh, cultivated, then i found that I no longer associate with introvert, introversion. I find mm-hmm. that I'm completely fine. But it's yeah. more just like being able, if I'm identifying with spirit or with divine, and then I'm talking on a level of over-identification, that's when I feel introverted. When I'm like, oh, I'm breathe the ballet dancer. I'm Breathe. Yeah. So if someone gets straight to the heart of it, and we're able to speak on the level of spirit or the level of heart or the level of love or compassion those things kind of fall by the wayside it's true but I feel most nervous when I feel like I have to all of a sudden put on an identity again that I've worked hard to not identify with
1: (laughs) I know I know I know what you mean yeah really that's a good answer (laughs) but yeah that sounds great as far as your vision for the future
0: um I yeah so I am leading a retreat my first one in Joshua Tree in March. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's I was so super fun. nervous about marketing and everything but it sold out like in Yay. A, yeah, so I didn't have to do the hard the hard part for me. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's really exciting but it's a kind of combination of what I've been working on which is of course, asana classes, vinyasa classes, but also just workshops like one on manifestation, one on intention setting, um, obviously some breath work, some pranayama and meditation, of course. So all of that's gonna be included. And the idea for that retreat was um I I always see pictures and I feel bad. I'm I don't mean to sound judgmental, but I see pictures on retreats like um with someone drinking like a margarita and they're like <laughs> laid back on the beach, you know, and yeah, that's, that's not what I want. I, that's so great, but that's not what I wanted to cultivate. I wanted right. a, a time for people to reset and recalibrate mm-hmm. as to where in their life is lacking and where they can help themselves more, where they can be more loving to themselves and all of that stuff. So wow, it's uh experiences like that that I want to keep trying to cultivate
1: yeah experiences (laughs) because everything is an experience right like you can put so many labels but really it's just I forget what practice this is maybe trans surfing I don't know if you've heard of trans surfing Mm -hmm. um but anyway like just the fact that everything is an experience. There's nothing that is good or bad or this or that. It's just an experience. Like yeah. I am I am experiencing joy right now. I am experiencing sorrow right now. And that's okay. It will pass and there will be another experience. I like the fact that okay. that sounds really wonderful. It sounds like a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I want to come you. to your
1: next one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. How about, um would it be okay if you touch on a little a few of those points like I like that you're going to be talking about manifestation. Um, Is there anything you want to share as far as what you've found to be most fruitful with with manifestation and the act of that or your thoughts on it?
0: Um, I think what I would say with that is a lot of the time we can look on surface level things and be like I want to manifest a car or more money but the reason for why never comes into play. So if we can really touch base with our truest desires as far as why we want something or need something or need to align ourselves with something, then it becomes that much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And within that, really focusing on things that you come from your heart and not only just for you, but for what it will bring the world around you rather than just thinking because... You know, when you get something, sure, you might get it if you focus on it long enough, but you're just going to be looking for the next thing. So to look for something that is really deep within you and sit with yourself, it's much easier then to align yourself with the experiences and the things that you need to, to then be ready for that to appear. You know, Mm -hmm, so within mm -hmm. that, being able to put yourself in situations or listen to things or be around certain people and things that would be in alignment with what you desire becomes yeah. much easier if it comes from a deep place.
1: <laughs> yes, I would agree. Absolutely. Cause there's, I mean, that's what they say. Yeah. The, the, the real like manifestation happens when again with self inquiry, right? Like why do I want this? You know, cause yeah. if you're just wanting thing for wanting something for, material purposes again like it's not manifestation isn't a vehicle for materialism you know yeah. like more yeah. materialism or whatever it's really a powerful practice of creation to bring in the things that help you be more aligned and more full of a person and and yeah. more you know a more whole version of yourself it's not about getting things it's not christmas yeah yeah <laughs> or exactly. whatever
0: Well, and sometimes even to be in alignment with the things you truly desire, you have to work to get there. You have to put yourself in alignment in order to receive. And that requires some really hard looking inwards and taking the appropriate steps to do that. You know, sometimes to be in situations where we're in alignment with all that we feel like we want, it requires work. It requires looking at ourselves. It's not just a flippant act of act of, oh, I just want this because,
1: yeah.
0: you know, it's it's so much more than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> and just knowing that, like, we don't have to do all of it again, like, knowing that just making the decision and then doing the work, I'm just saying this, like, because from our perspective, a lot of times I would take it as like, okay, now it's all on me. Now I need to do, you know, it's still getting caught in that idea of like, I need to control the outcome now or whatever, instead of like knowing that it will just flow and it will just happen. Yeah. If you're, if you're in alignment or whatever.
0: Yeah. Also with that, just final thing is just always, I guess, just for me, it's been helping just always seek out the people, the places, the things that feel like they're in alignment with your highest self. And you'll Mm -hmm. know what those are. If you really sit with yourself, you'll know what those are. And then naturally you won't even have to consciously be like, I need this because it'll just happen. It'll start to flow, you know? Right. Um, but if you're ignoring all the, the signs, all of the things that are and you're not in alignment with the things that you actually want to be. Like, you can't say you want to be an actor and then not be doing any acting, you know? Right. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. Excellent advice, my friend. <laughs> well, um, what else would you like to, is there anything else you'd like to, to share? Any thoughts? Any contemplations you've been having lately? Um, the floor is yours. <laughs> I guess just
0: don't be afraid I say this to myself all the time don't be afraid because at the end of the day we you know we we're in this body for a certain period of time and learn the lessons that come your way see the hard stuff and be brave conquer it you know and then you can be all that you can be and when you do that it enables and other people see it it enables other people to start to do the same mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a chain reaction or a ripple effect you know when we start to see others doing that we want to be around them you know that's just like i wanted to be around my teacher i'm like oh that's that's where i want to go you know so you doing your your work empowers everyone else around you to do the same and so i continuously think about that when i feel like i get into a a victim place, or like, a, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know why. I, I have to remember that it's bigger than me, and that it doesn't. It's I'm playing such a small role in the, the big, magnificent, <laughs> everything that is. So, uh. Just yeah, yeah. Just know that it's it's more than you. Oftentimes, I'm just like, break it over yourself. You know, it's not about you. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh no that's perfect I agree with everything tenfold (laughs) thank you thank you for sharing and thank you for sharing what you're doing thank you for you know I know it's not easy thank you for being so open and for sharing online and writing posts and you know sharing the the musings and the epiphanies And the realizations that you come to because they are they're very inspiring you know to to everyone no matter where they are and i think i agree that's where that's where it's at like that's what it's all about is just sharing ourselves and not keeping it bottled up and i agree with you i think that you know like attracts like and we want to go we we are attracted to people that are You know that have more of not have but that are and embody more of what we want for ourselves. So as long as we keep, you know, a lot of us feel this way. A lot of us know that thing. The jig is up as far as like (laughs) a lot of a lot of things go in society. So I think that that's how to move it forward is to just be your best self and to share that with others in whatever way brings joy and whatever way feels right. You know, like really, really right. So how can, um, how can people connect with you and find you online if they want to come to one of your retreats or if they're in LA and want to come to a class, how can they find you?
0: Well, I first just want to say thank you, Trista, for this platform. And also write back to you, all of the things that you just said, I think it's absolutely magnificent and it's inspiring to me as well. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, as far as online goes, my website is claritycalmoneword.com, and then uh, my Instagram is VZBree, B-R-E-E. Mm-hmm. and yeah, that would be the best way to get in touch. Um, I'm based out of LA, but mm-hmm. my Josh, my retreats are happening in Joshua Tree, and then I'm planning one for Idlewild in September, so that's gonna be happening too. If anyone wants to be involved,
1: nice. And all the information's on your website? Yep. Perfect. All right, my dear. This has been so enlightening and so inspiring and uplifting as usual. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Oh, thank you, Trista. So nice to be on here.
1: I hope you found Brie as inspiring as I do. To find out more about her ongoing work and to connect with her, you can visit her website at claritycalm.com, or on Instagram at vzbree. That's B-R-E-E. All these links can be found in the show notes at tristademon.com under podcast. And remember to check out the special offer of a complimentary astrology reading for new patrons on the $20 tier by visiting patreon.com slash liberate yourself. And to current patrons, if you're on the $5 tier and adjust your pledge to $20 a month, you will also be included in this offer and receive an astrology reading. I'm looking forward to meeting and connecting with you guys soon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and take care out there.